the college football experience week eight, 2022 college football season preview episode on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by win bet bet $50 at win bet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy and sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100 at sleeper.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by us. Yes, the SGPN app. Make sure you download that thing and enter our free $250 US Open contest. Just download the SGPN app in the App Store and hit the contest tab and then let it ride. This is Brian Bosworth, aka The Boz, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Peace out. Boz out. Swinging database, Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price, but no one touches Dundee. <laughs> oh, we're eight weeks deep. Yes, we have a week zero preview. Actually, this will be nine weeks deep. Go back and listen to all our episodes, and make sure you subscribe on YouTube. We're over here. On YouTube, breaking down all 131 teams in the FBS. We have a solo podcast for every team in the land happening. All right. And there's a bunch already released. So hop in and check that stuff out because I think you will dig it. All right. I am joined by my co host, former, former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing. Wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hello. Well. It's easy to see a tide turn. Yes. And we are joined by third man in the booth, the DFS god himself. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking. Brew making tobacco road living the free lag giving former former Herndon basketball league MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. There we go, guys. I got booted off like you know, like two two words into this podcast. So <laughs> fingers are crossed for some decent internet this evening. So the evidence has been falsified. It's impossible. I never broke the law. I am the law. <laughs> right. Uh, look, uh, if you're, if you're brand new, if you're just tuning into us now, subscribe, check us out. But we are drafting the top 30 games of each and every week. And right now we're on week eight. So, uh, you know, let's, let's get busy on this because look, the college football season, we're only like what? 70 some days away. 
It's right around the corner. And uh, we are just only things are only going to get ramped up more and more as the season gets closer. And so week, week eight is also about the midway point in, in the season here. So, you know, it's only going to be heating up from here. Exactly. With the first pick in, jumping right in, in the, yeah, I mean, do we want to touch on, is there any real big news? I mean, I guess I don't think there's any real big news. I mean, Texas A and M, you know, uh, state state papers came out. The uh, public, uh, you know, what what is that when they the oh, public uh, gets the right to see them? Yeah, the uh, um, and they tried to get Nick Saban suspended or fined. Freedom of uh, yeah, Freedom, Freedom of Information, Information Act. Yeah. Um, I mean, entertaining, sure. Not yeah. really, uh, not really surprising, I guess. Coming from A and M, they seem to have a stick up their ass. They, they definitely have, have it out for Alabama and good for them. They got it done last year. I like it. It's fun. Yeah. Where, but I mean, where was this freedom of information act with like Epstein? <laughs> <laughs> it only applies in much less yeah. consequential situations. Yeah. We can hear something about Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> if one, if one college football coach would have visited Epstein Island, who would have been? <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's I get, pretty rough. I can uh, see Lane Kiffin had done. That. <laughs> uh, you see his uh, his prom prom pictures. Uh, that's it. true. It's that true. He's standing with like oh, man. 517 year old girls like, with a creepy smile. Less uh, miles would have been my vote. Yeah. Yeah. Like see like less miles. What it might have accidentally found up there. Hugh Freeze. You never know. Yeah, what his you never know. Preferences I mean. are <laughs> all right. Bilma, maybe. What do you think? Uh, no. uh, I don't think he like. I did have that photo of him. Did you remember? I right. remember it. he's like he's, he's like. It looks like he's in Cancun with like a pitcher some, of beer, just yeah. just hammered. Creepy uncle energy a little bit. <laughs> Maybe he was at Epstein Island, not Cancun. <laughs> I don't know. There was a lot of there was a lot of people in the background there. That looks like mm. a bar, but yeah, you know, you never know. You never know. Um, but I like this game. Let, Epstein, let. Epstein, the Epstein game for, for college football. I'm coaches. sure you do like this game. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll okay. have to come up with a graphic and put it on Twitter. Like our pick in, in each conference, the the coach most likely to go to Epstein Island. Yeah, <laughs> let's quickly go through ACC. Who who do you think would be on Epstein Island mm. most out of the whole ACC? You got what? Halfley, Babers, uh, Nard- Dabo. Nardu- Dabo might, you know, he might yeah. be a leading you know, candidate. Undercover, undercover. Mac I could Brown. see Norvell. Mac <laughs> Brown. <laughs> Mac Brown. Yeah, he's I like mean, a president. He's yeah. like a politician. <laughs> you know, he puts on this nice face in front of the cameras, but who really? Who and, is he really? <laughs> and he, he was. And he, that's a that's a very you know when he was at <laughs> University of Texas, that's a lot of power. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he might've got flown out there, Texas yeah. and Arkansas right there. You know, Clinton went like a thousand times, <laughs> right? Maybe he brought his friend Mac with them. You think Mac Brown's part of the, uh, what is it? Bilderberg, <laughs> Bilderberg squad. <laughs> I mean, we kind of got off track here. Yeah, look, look, they're the tar heels. I could see him. I could see him taking like a lamb's head and putting it on his there head. You, go. you know it's, what I mean? It's just part of the warm up. It's a pregame speech. right? Or is there. that a Ram? I don't know what the fuck that is. What is a tar it's heel a Ram? Yeah. I could see that. Couldn't you see him wearing like a Ram mask, Mac, Mac, Brown? <laughs> sure, why not? Uh, 
trying to picture it. <laughs> Not really seeing it, but okay. Okay. I just I just went with it. Sometimes it's easier to ju- ju- to just agree. I yeah. actually the Mac Brown one's really funny. I mean, uh, uh, I think you might be on to something a lot too. Of, a lot of things that Mac Brown point to Mac Brown. I would put him if we're making odds. He would be like at least top five <laughs> for F- FBS coaches. As a what chances of being on Epstein Island at some point? No, I mean he might have just been there having a nice dinner. So is I'm that, saying, is that what we're accusing here? Because <laughs> there's a distinction I think that needs to be That is true. Look, I'm just saying that they could have stepped foot on Epstein Island. I'm not accusing anything else. Okay. Chris Tucker was on that fucking list. Well, no one saw that one coming. Sure. Who enjoys a nice dinner? I'm sure Mac Brown's up there. Uh, yeah. Some people might have <laughs> went there not exactly knowing what yeah. was going on. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you, I'll you, tell you all time. Wasn't like Bill Nye there? I'm pretty sure Bill Nye. You think Bill Nye's really doing that? I don't think so. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, Bill I Nye ended up at some type of science fair there, and then he, they tried to blackmail him. You know, I, I could totally see something <laughs> like that happening. Sandusky. Sandusky, Sandusky helped him create Epstein Island. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How you doing? You're rocking now with we, the college football experience. <laughs> Subscribe. Tell a friend. <laughs> Maybe Patty C should have just made that first pick. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're trying to get your first pick, you prick bastard. I'll say this: other news, um, uh, American Conference. Had they already been uh, given the green light for twenty twenty? Oh, that is news. Uh, Big Twelve, Big Twelve, and, and, yeah. and the AAC um, come to terms. Well, the AAC, the AAC next year. So starting next July, you will have what North Texas, Rice, UTSA. Florida Atlantic. Who the fuck else am I forgetting? Charlotte, did you say UAB and okay. Charlotte in the new AAC and also the Big Twelve will have at least it's looking like two two years uh, of Texas Oklahoma mixed with UCF Houston BYU and Cincinnati, which I think is great for the Houston Texas. Hopefully at least one year. Hopefully, you least. know, if that comes to fruition, that's a loaded conference. Yeah. That's true. And basketball too. It's going to be yeah. fucking great. Definitely. Uh, no, but I mean, th- I think that's a done deal. I mean, now obviously we, the Texas, the Texas, Oklahoma exit, you know, uh, I, I'm still waiting for them to pay up and leave early, but I, just, I don't, it, but uh, someone brought up a good point and I don't know who the hell I was reading. I want to say it might've been the, it might've been the athletic that they don't want to leave early as far as it's a 14 playoff because their odds of them getting to the playoffs are much less likely. They thought that this move to the sec was going to be pending the 12 team playoff. So now in a way they kind of want to wait it out, hoping for a new TV deal for a playoff contract. Yeah. I mean, but if they go and join the sec, they get money. If any AC sec team makes the playoff true, but I also, and that's more likely than a big 12 team. But if you're Oklahoma and you think you can get a playoff spot yeah. or get the money when Alabama gets a playoff their spot, ch- in my opinion, their chances go way the fuck down by joining the SEC. If but then it's almost like, playoff. why are you joining the SEC to begin with anyway? Uh, unless they're well, they thought it was a twelve team playoff. playoff. Yeah, 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 that was part of the deal. I think. I mean, I gotcha. it seems like Sankey was very surprised that it, it's it did not get picked up. But gotcha. I kind of love it in a way. I mean, as much as I want to see a bigger playoff, I think, I think, I think nice little counter punch. Yeah. I think the ACC big, big 10 and pac 12 had to do that. So, all right, Patty, see, you got the first pick of the draft. Uh, We are not referring to Epstein Island here. What are you doing? (laughs) Not any absolute heaters on the slate this week. I don't think, but some games that could be pivotal in several league uh, races, 
but I'm just going to go with two teams that have had pretty good seasons re- uh, recently. Uh, one with an excellent season in LSU, just what two, three years ago now, I guess they're national champions uh, in death Valley hosting Ole Miss who went 10 and two last year. We'll see if Lane Kiffin can keep it going with the new quarterback uh, as his uh, trigger man and a new offensive coordinator. But you got to figure they have the advantage based off of last year. Do you actually think Ole Miss was, was good last year? Or you think that was kind of like a Michigan state year that like, I'm curious your opinion. Like, okay. I think Michigan state was very lucky last year. Yeah. Tennessee and Ole Miss. Do you believe they are officially like back or I don't even know if Ole Miss is back, but do you think Ole Miss was legit? Cause we saw them lose to Baylor in the, uh, in the bowl game. It's tough without Matt Corral there to like really judge that. Although m- putting up seven points, not that impressive. Um, I think they were good. I think uh Levy was a big part of that, uh, but I, it, it remains to be seen how much of a part of it because Kiffin can coach some offense too. Um, and LSU, I just figured they're going to be good under Brian Kelly. Oh but, no. I mean, I'm not, I'm not knocking the game because this week's I'm just saying, do you, do you, are you guys buying in that Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss are legit? Well, there's different levels of legit. Yeah. You know, they weren't, you know, national championship worthy. You know, they weren't contenders for that. They're, they're not that legit, but they were uh, in a group of teams anywhere between 10 and 30, you know, they were uh, eight and four. I think, you know, I think they're legit that they'll be in that same ball. Well, they were 10 again. and two last year. But okay, so so ten and two, I think really are they really a, like a double digit win team? Probably not. I would probably you know, I think they they got pretty fortunate to rack up that many wins when they're probably more like an eight and four caliber team. Yeah, that's what I think. Well, that, that's what I was gonna say is like, do, would you like okay, what 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 did they finish in the? Do we know that on uh, off the rankings? top of my head? Yeah, like are, are they top fifteen? I don't pay attention to rankings at all. I will dig that up in just a second, but um, I actually had this game number one also. Uh, yeah, because like we were saying, not only there's no like you know top games uh, up top, no premier matchups, but there's not a whole lot of depth either. This is a pretty shitty week to be honest. Well, their AP postseason, which I don't know if that includes the final week of the regular or the bowl game rather, was uh, eleven. See, I mean, don't you think that was a little bit? Yeah, it's a little, little bit, high, probably a little bit overrated there. But I mean, yeah, the only two losses bit. were on the road at Alabama and on the road at Auburn. That's um, pretty good. But I do think yes. The, I mean, the the escape against uh, Arkansas seemed like it was a little bit counterfeit, even though Arkansas. I, mean, they, I think they struggled with Vandy. Um, I think still, still got though, a fourteen. Tell me, they win. beat Arkansas. They beat A and M. They beat Mississippi State. True. Yeah, good, true. Good beat Tennessee on the road. True. Yeah. Yeah. They true. had a very good year and Corral was excellent. But all that's year. what I'm asking is like, it, it, was this a one year thing or do you believe, do you believe I, that this is I a think they have some staying power. I think they have some, some staying okay. power to, to be around the eight, nine, you know, I'd be surprised if they won 10 this year. Yeah. Uh, that's schedule though. If you look at their schedule this year out of conference, they should, they, they could win 10 games this year. Look, cause they get Kentucky. And Vanderbilt from the east, and then their out of conference games are Troy, Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech, and Tulsa. I mean, coming. So you're talking that's like six wins right there. That's six wins without playing any good opponents. Yeah, you're right. I mean, right off the bat, they they should should probably be six and zero. They should be favored in all of those, right? Getting Kentucky at home, that being yeah. the biggest challenge. Yeah, they'll be favored. Even I think they're going to be favored in the Auburn game. So if they're seven and zero coming into this game, well, and then, look, if you manipulate that schedule enough. 
you can make any above average team look better than what they are. That's true. Yeah. Uh, LSU in the meantime opens with who over the first seven weeks? I got a, going in the wrong direction. They don't have a strong at a conference schedule either, but still, um, yeah. I mean, I think it's. I think I agree. I I think it's the best game on the on the slate. It's just crazy because I can't remember the. I cannot remember a point in my life where Ole Miss LSU was the game I had to watch. Yeah. I mean, yes, I watched their games, but I'm saying for it to be number one of the week. Yeah. Is is like I've never been like oh. Part Let me make sure now, I catch Ole Miss and LSU. I mean, part of it now is the whole Kiffin versus Kelly. Also, that adds a lot of intrigue. You have two interesting coaches. We all want to see what Kelly's going to do at LSU. Whatever, wherever Kiffin goes, you know, eyeballs are going to follow. Um, so yeah, I mean, it should be a fun game. And LSU had won five in a row before last year's uh, 31-17 Ole Miss win in Oxford. There you go. There we go. Ole Miss is second most played team in in the history of their program to Mississippi State. No, I State. think it's a good rivalry. I just think I I, I just it's never been the number one. Or it hasn't yeah. ever been in my mind like a top three or four game in any week. Yeah. In any watched. week in my life. Yeah. And and now it's like oh here we have it. Yeah, let's go number one. All right, NC Nick, you are on the clock. Well, I'm going to hit you with another one that might not be ever like in the top three or top five or something. I want to take you out to the uh, Pac-12, UCLA at Oregon. It's uh, Chip Kelly versus old squad. Obviously, uh, last two games have been uh, 34 to 31 and 38 to 35 duck wins. In the last fact, time was incredibly lucky. Yeah, yeah. Because DTR uh, got knocked out, and, right. and that was the difference in the game. UCLA just one and nine in the last 10 versus Oregon, <laughs> but it's a big matchup, you know, cause I think, you know, throw, obviously throw USC in the mix and that's probably the three favorites and oh, Utah. That's for the four favorites in the pack 12. So this is two of them. I actually think this is the second best game of the week. <laughs> I mean, Jeez, we're agreeing so far. All right. I mean, maybe you can make a case for one other game that stands out to me in going on in uh, the big 12, but I think this is right there with it. Um, DTR being, you know, what a six year senior now, uh, or thereabouts, um, could they be on a heater going into this game? They're coming off a by UCLA granted. They will have hosted Washington and Utah back to back weeks going into that by. Um, so, but I think that'll give them good time to recover from that. If they can even get one of those and they're coming into this game five and one, I think they're contenders in the pac 12 to, to win the championship this year, UCLA. And one Oregon. quick note though, yeah. both, both teams are coming off a bye. Mm. Oregon, but, uh, you know, DTR is a very good quarterback, but he underwhelmed me a little bit last year. Yeah. I the, thought coming in, he had like Heisman hopeful potential. I think it depends on the game. Certain games. He looked really fucking good. And other games I felt like I never thought he was terrible, but I also thought like he kind of like didn't make a big enough statement. But I mean, there yeah. was a couple games where I saw him where I was like, maybe it was the USC game. I thought, damn, he's fucking good, but I don't know. Uh, you're right, and we'll see what he does this year. You know, he kind of reminds me of Everett Golson. Hmm. T- took his team to the title. You know, got destroyed by Alabama, but yeah, had a good run, speedster. You know, with the right kind uh, under a uh, another coach Kelly. So maybe we're having a 2012 uh, redux here. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, what do you think of that game, Patty? See, Oregon, like UCLA. I like it. I Quack. gotta have. Two, uh, two, what would you say? Kind of glamour programs in the Pac-12 going at it. 
Makes for fun viewing. Autzen Stadium, a nice environment. I did have this game ranked third in my mind, but I think it's it's right there with the game that I'm about to play. I'm taking you to Stillwater. There we go. Come on, Mike Gundy. You know he hates Texas and Oklahoma. There's only a few more opportunities for this to happen. Maybe the last time it gets yes. him in, uh, in Stillwater. Stillwater. Yeah. So you know he's gonna want this one. And then you have the Texas thing. Can they actually? I want to say I want to say Gundy has owned Texas. They're uh, eight and four since 2010 against uh, Texas. Mm, so at, at one point, Texas owned the series 22 to two. <laughs> and then in starting in 2010, Oklahoma state, like I said, won eight out of the next 12. Uh, so Gundy, I mean, just remarkable job. Just like you said, owning Texas, basically winning two thirds of the games. Gundy took over in 2005. So he must've gotten hit a few times before that 2010, right. but then, then took it over. Yeah. Yeah, but still incredible work. This game's fantastic. Hey, look, as much as uh, look, we hate Texas, but mm-hmm. um, I, that they're must-watch TV because of that. Yes, you know, like I feel like each week, and then Oklahoma State, obviously being a yard away or half a yard away from a, oh. an inch away from the from the Invitational, we, they we all know why. We all know why Duke has the, the best ratings in basketball because at least half the people watching are haters. So yeah, you know, you like to watch the team that you hate so you can root against them almost as much as rooting for the team that you like. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that is my pick. It bounces back to Patty C. Ooh, taking a look at this schedule. Almost, I almost feel like it drops off pretty uh, substantially already. <laughs> that was, I think, an obvious top three. I, I'd agree. And from here, you could go in so many directions. Yeah, so so many different angles could make for a potentially interesting matchup. Ugh. There's one way down Colby's list that uh, strikes my fancy a little bit. Just because. I mean, I just threw together that list really fast. So okay. Don't- don't uh, don't take it to heart. Yeah, here. I wasn't going in in strength of uh, game. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, I I think you did it uh, pretty well for the most part. I'm gonna uh, look. I'm gonna rely on Iowa having a decent s- season again under Kirk Ferentz. The only problem is Ohio State playing at home, and Iowa r- more, really more so Iowa on the road is not the best team uh, yeah. travel wise. Uh, this is a risky play because obviously you like it because of the winning pedigree, but there's still a solid chance. Ohio state wins by 40. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Last time Iowa won in Columbus was 1991. Oh, <laughs> <yikes>. <laughs> seven straight losses. At, I mean, obviously they don't play there every year being in different divisions, but seven straight losses, you know, at Ohio state, if it was in Iowa city, this would be, this game would be oh, number one. It would be number one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because we just saw in 2017, Iowa, uh, beat Ohio that wasn't State. even close. They whooped their ass, right? It's 2000. Yeah. Yeah. That was a blowout. And I yeah. think uh, go back to Oh four. I think too. Uh, Iowa won at home on the road. That's a whole nother animal though. Well, Iowa just doesn't have the type of, of team that really plays great on the road. They don't have playmakers. Like they, they, the yeah. conservative approach only the, mean, the floodgates get, get open and then uh boom. They're done because they don't. They, they can't. They're not the type of team that can battle back from double, double digits. You know, like yeah, they just don't have. The, I mean, Michigan 
probably doesn't even have Ohio State speed, and Michigan absolutely torched them last year in the Big Ten championship game. I figure Ohio State will probably do the same thing at home. But Ohio State's defense, being the question mark that it has been, opens the door just a little bit. For, for Iowa's Iowa. offense? I don't know. I don't <laughs> know about Sp- that. Oh, is it Spencer? <laughs> Spencer Petrus? Spencer Petrus is going to go off on the Buckeyes. <laughs> well, going off for him is like, what, a buck 50? And, 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 he's he's uh, never gone yeah. off in his <laughs> life. Touchdowns, right? <laughs> uh, Nick, what do you make of this game? Yeah, you know, why not? I had it, it right in the same general area because it's potentially the best team in the West and the best team in the East, but you're right. It could get ugly in Columbus, uh, but you got to play something here. So, uh, right. I mean, exactly. I'll be watching it. You know, it's definitely a game that I'll be tuning in for, for at least a good chunk of it, you know, unless it becomes a blowout quickly. Sometimes it may be good. Sometimes it may be shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. NC Nick's on the clock. I want to take you to a, a weekday game, but I'm, I'm probably one round too early. <laughs> so I'll go with a very similar matchup because uh, if it was in Stark Vegas, maybe Mississippi state has a chance, but I'm talking about uh, Mississippi state at Alabama. Uh, so far, Mike Leach against the tide 49 to nine and 41 to nothing. Uh, mm, I mentioned mm, on the Alabama mm. uh, podcast that we were doing together. It seems like Leach struggles with some of those, you know, really big, really athletic, uh, really physical teams. Like at Washington State, he was he never he was never good against Washington. I got a hunch it's kind of how it's going to be against Alabama. I mean, most teams aren't very good against Alabama, uh, especially on the road. Though they probably don't have much of a chance here. But hey, man, you never know. I guess you got a puncher's chance at least. What do you think of Mississippi State at Alabama, Patty C? Well, obviously Alabama being the blue blood with all the recruits that they get, especially the big guys in the trenches. You know, the whole idea of the air raid offense is to nullify that advantage in the trenches and just get the ball out to the perimeter and all over the place and not, and take those guys out of the game. But for whatever reason, and I think with the uh spread, maybe it was like uh I know Oregon had trouble with like Auburn uh defensive line just destroying their offensive line. Um, and so apparently that you can't get that out of the game. And so maybe that's a thing. Plus Alabama also has superior skill position players too. So, I, and I don't think Leach has got it there yet. Remember yeah. year one, throw that 40 to nothing out of there. He didn't even have spring ball. Sure. COVID was, you know, a big thing. Uh, but last year, obviously they got their ass whooped by him straight right after the Texas A and M game. But I still think he's a year away. You remember back when Texas tech beat Texas, when they had Mac Brown, um, uh, it took some time. It took a few years for yeah. that thing to get working. That's true. They're inching closer to that. Yeah. A respectable game here would be a nice improvement for Leach, and then maybe with Will Rogers going into what year three. Yeah, they could be a, a threat next year. Back we, in, in, uh, Starkville. in Starkville. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, here we go. <laughs> hmm. Um, I'm taking you. <laughs> to Colorado Springs. Nice. Where Whoa. Boise State has a ton of problems with Air Force with Troy Calhoun. What do you mean, whoa? Here's Colby. How to play a triple option. <laughs> well, I actually find it. I was telling Patty C today while we were talking Boise State, they went to the air raid. They were seven and five, one of their worst years in a long time. And they were terrible 
with a defending the run and also running the football. And I said, man, they have a, you know, Avalos making that decision to go air raid with Boise could hurt because there are some really physical teams in the mountain West. When I think of Wyoming physical, when I think of air force physical, when I think of San Diego state physical and all three of those, I think are going to be problems for Boise state this year, upset in Colorado Springs, air force beats Boise state for the second year in a row. I like it. Um, you're we're about to do our Boise state preview six here. and four in their last 10 Boise state is against air force. Yeah. It's still a winning record, but I'm imagining not, on the not road. their last 10. They're only 10. They're yeah, only 10. Yeah. <laughs> they're only 10. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but, but I, I mean, I really believe Boise state, despite having Bachmeyer back and some key pieces, they're still down a little bit. Well, and you kind of took away before they were, they ran, they were more pro style. They had some, some running identity with Doug Martin and, and some of those other running backs they've had there. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know why they're doing it because they still have good running backs. Yeah. Yeah. Even when Boise was like, you know, firing on all cylinders, like seven, eight years ago, there was a stretch where air force won three games in a row from, you know, 14, 15 and 16. So Boise has always had fits with that air force triple option. Should the, be a, should be a close game this year too. This should be a Thursday nighter. Well, actually shit on this Saturday, it should be prime time. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? The weekday games aren't very good this, this week either. So yeah, put this anywhere. I'll probably tune into, to uh, some of it. Sure. Yeah. Boise state at air force. We're looking at Boise's uh, recruiting rankings and they, while they're back in the sixties uh, overall, they've been right at the top and their composite ranking has always been number one in the conference talent wise. So that allows you to run that pro style offense, that diverse stuff, but that doesn't mean you're going to be able to stop the triple option. So yeah. Yeah. What what week is this? Is is week weather? Eight. Are we gonna maybe see some snow in Colorado Springs? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It gets October twenty second. So probably not, but you never know. Maybe. Colorado Springs, that could be snow. There you never be. know. Yeah. Could be. Come on now. Let's root for some snow. All <laughs> right. Uh all right. Uh Patty C, you're back on the clock. <laughs> oh boy. I mean let me take you to a game that I'm kind of interested in just because I think both of these teams are quality programs and are talented programs. Uh, it's in the pac 12. We are going to Palo Alto where the Arizona state sun devils will be visiting the Stanford Cardinal. Whoa. Whoa. What do you think? I think a tad high. Yes. A tad high. I mean, are we not talking about uh, one of the more talented programs in the PAC 12 in Arizona state and one of the more successful programs over the past decade and a half in Stanford. Are we just going to sit there and we're going to, what do you want to go? Like ACC action on me? I don't know. NC Nick, you just played Arizona state at Stanford. <laughs> uh, what pick is this? Seven. This is the pick seven. Oh my goodness, yeah. dude. No way in hell. I, I, I understand that this is a weak Weak, <laughs> uh, but come on, no, I, I don't care much about this game. I, I just can't get around. There's, there's got to be something, something better. Well, off. you're just <laughs> bored by Stanford football because it hasn't been. Super, yeah, I mean, no they were environment three and nine last year. <laughs> I don't really care about Arizona State this year either because they're going to be average. Uh, there's not a whole lot of angles that make this game interesting. Arizona. State <laughs> I still think Arizona state could be better than what people was think eight and five last year. Yeah. They only lost to Wisconsin by seven in the bowl game. They could be above average. And I think Stanford can rebound against shot. He's shown that time and again, that he's able to 
have a decent program. So I a still bit think of a revenge game. Uh, Arizona State won last year, uh, twenty-eight to ten in Tempe. Yeah, not particularly close there, but maybe Shaw serves that dish of revenge cold. Hopefully, mm, we'll mm, see. I don't know. Mm. I, there's just not a lot else out there. Throw, there give me something. It's a little, still there a little isn't. early, I think. Still a little early. I'll give you something in a second here. No, but uh, this would be NC Nick on the clock here. I saved my uh, game of the week for this round. Wednesday night Sun Belt, Georgia State at App State. Now I know this hasn't been. It's been a very lopsided uh, series. App State is eight and zero all time. Uh, they won last year in hot Atlanta, 45 to 16, but that game served as a turning point for Georgia state because they went seven and one after that game. Mm, we were so waiting they got for a lot them. of momentum, a lot of momentum coming into the season with Granger back at quarterback. Uh, but uh, look, it's the only game it's Wednesday night. What the hell else you can be doing? Might as well kick back, pop open some brewskis, watch some fun belt in Boone. I'm already getting excited for this game. I will say you got to play it in the top ten because it's a lone weekday game, and it's by far the best of the weekday games. I think. Um, Agreed. Hey, hold your tongue. There is another more interesting <laughs> no, team with not. a more dynamic player, certainly than anyone in this. Is game. Chase Bryce uh, not dynamic? How about Nate Noel? We were talking about Nate Noel. <laughs> there is there is only one quarterback who threw for 400 yards 15 times last year. Yeah. Is is he as dynamic as Dan Marino's wife? No one's <laughs> as dynamic as Dan Marino's wife. Let's be honest. That is classic. Uh on that I feel like I have to uh go ahead and hit this then. Um uh I think tide turning, I see as I remember I was raised in the desert, but tides kinda turn it's easy to see a tide turn. Thank you. Thank you. There that. we go. Did I say I those words? I, I think you have to get the sound clip of uh of of W saying that one too. Of the Dan Marino dynamic yes. wife, I think I need to. You too. should have the whole uh, Wism catalog. Should Your whole all w. should just be George W. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. He was fantastic. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so then it goes to from, my from a comedic standpoint. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's not that's, from uh, actual. That's all I really political. care about in life. That's all I really care. I, he has my vote. If they, if he was able to come back, because I would get a lot more ammunition. I don't know. Some, some of the stuff Biden's doing is pretty hilarious too. That's it true. is true. But mumbling, true. Go mumbling for a different reason. Yeah, he's asleep <laughs> at the wheel. It's really weak into Bernie's. Um, okay. Well, well, well. I'm taking you to Madison, Wisconsin. Where Purdue and Wisconsin do battle, and mm. I think the Big Ten West could be on the line for this one. Jim Leonard, I think, will have a nice game plan for Aiden O'Connell, who's just lighting college football on fire. I feel like with Jeff Brom, I think this game is more meaningful than Arizona State and Stanford, depending on what uh, Purdue is able to get done. Purdue. I I mean, I think, I, I think Purdue might be better than Arizona State and Stanford themselves. Not, yeah, not even not, not even to mention Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they might they might be the best out of all four of these teams we're talking about. Potentially, the, the only problem with this game is that Purdue hasn't won since two thousand three. 
in so in Madison, you mean? No, overall. In general, wow. Fifteen in a row for the Badgers. It's a bad and, draw for them because Purdue, Purdue's a little finesse team, and Wisconsin is a yeah. physical fuck you team. And of those fifteen wins, only two of them were single digits. <laughs> oh. So this game's been blowout, uh, uh, you know. But no, I I agree, it has to be top ten because I do like what Purdue has coming back this year. Aiden O'Connell and company, um, and and it could be very meaningful in the Big Ten West. So. It's a top ten game. Yeah, top ten game. Uh, how do you see? You don't like my play, do you? Oh, I think it's all right. I think you're right that it has to be played somewhere around here, and I think that if Purdue has a upset city in them, then uh, which they have before the spoiler makers, if you will, but that's usually at home. And going to Wisconsin is a different story. If they're able to do it, it would be legendary. They could potentially change the scene of the Big Ten West. Yep. Uh, I mean, yeah, they probably get the tar kicked out of them, but I just feel like it's, it's a meaningful game because the big 10 West is on the line. Plus you like, yeah. Tom, admit it. I do like him because he said, do I have a pulse? Then let's play football. Gotta like that guy. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Uh, before we get to Patty C's next selection, I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by win bet. Make sure to get down and win bets. A $50 win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. And right now they got the ultimate fantasy football experience going on where if you bet $500 or more on sports or in the casino before July 31st, 2022, then you get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Win Resorts for you and your entire league. Yes, your whole league. You heard that correctly. Multiple entries are also allowed and get this, you also get to party with DJ Diesel. Right, because all users can bet one hundred dollars on NBA or or in the casino, and be entered to uh to into a prize draw and to attend a DJ Diesel. Yes, that is Shaq Shaquille O'Neal who just left like a fucking twenty thousand dollar tip or something in New York City. I read some headline like that today. Um, Jeez, must be nice. Uh, perform, uh, but he's going to be DJing at Encore Beach Club. How, how hot was that waitress? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Uh, and, when and, I used to be a server, when I used to wait tables. I never got a twenty k tip. <laughs> you had Lavernius Coles, all right? Didn't you? Uh, didn't he came in and what? He gave you. He, uh, he was a cool dude, no? Because this drunk ass was acting an, an idiot, like he wanted to fight me. And Lavernius Coles stood up and said, "Hey, man, why don't you walk the other way?" Nice. Uh, shout out to the Coles, Coles. Coles is a small dude too. I mean, he's only like, he's only like, what five, eight, five, nine or something, but still, I mean, Diesel. you know, ready yeah, to throw cool. down shout out to Lavernius Coles. Great guy. Uh, maybe next time he'll give a $20,000 tip. No, I'm joking. Uh, I think Shaq's got a little more money than Lavernius, but uh, you can also win a trip to, uh, to win Las Vegas where all users can bet $100 Thursday through Sunday on the U S open and earn an entry into a prize drawing where a winner and a guest will receive a complimentary round of golf at win golf club and a two night stay at win Las Vegas. There's so much to choose from and All you have to do is download the win bet app or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com to get started today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions apply. Winbet.com must be 21 or older president of the state where win bet is available. If you or someone, you know, has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. <laughs> right, guys, Patty C it is on you. All right. I fully expect a little flack from this pick, but I am doing so out of a little bit of a personal uh, enjoyment factor here, which I feel like we're allowed to have, right? Yeah, sure. Especially this week, yeah, especially <laughs> this week where I'm taking you is 
two. Where is that game being played? Now I have to find it on the list. I believe it's being played in Provo. Mm. If I'm not mistaken, no, no, it's being played it's in, in Lynchburg. Lynchburg. Okay. Even more interesting. Then we have the BYU Cougars who have gone 11 and one and 10 and three over the past two seasons, respectively versus the Liberty flames who have gone 10 and one and eight and five over the last two seasons, independence football at its finest. And uh, maybe a little bit of, I can't really call BYU scumbag, uh, uh, religious football, but I can Liberty. I feel like <laughs> anytime Jerry Falwell is part of your program. Uh, but I knew, I do know they've cleaned it up a little bit. So any uh, apologies to any Liberty folks out there. It's just kind of a fun vibe here. It's kind of like Notre Dame BYU, but junior. I do enjoy it. Yeah. And I, I kind of hope that they will play a couple out of conference games when they're when BYU joins the big 12. Yeah. Nick, what do you make of BYU Liberty? That's a solid game, and um, it's a long road trip for BYU. Liberty's smart; they scheduled this at like high noon or something. Uh, yeah, BYU they could be coming off a big win over Arkansas, so it could be a little bit of a hangover. We all want to see what Liberty is without Malik Willis. So uh, yeah, I think it's played in. Uh, there's one game I, I'm going to play next, which I think is definitely better, but I don't have t- you know too many gripes over this. It could have a New Year's Six implication for both. Schools as well. Yeah, BYU Liberty. I think I think it's somewhere in this vicinity. All right, somewhere in the. I think it's well played. All right, thank you. You got it done somewhere. It's so it fits somewhere in here. All right. Uh, all right. Um, NC Nick. All right. Um, this is one of the only games where we have a time. Uh, by the way, we we do have a time for that Purdue Wisconsin. That's a three thirty Eastern time tip. Kind of makes sense, yeah. But this one, seven thirty Eastern time, prime time, under the lights, it might be a whiteout. How about Minnesota at Penn State? I think it's a fun game. The two don't play very often. Only four times since twenty ten, and it's an even two two split. And the fact that it is prime time, and you know, Happy Valley, you know, Beaver Stadium is always fun at night. That is true. And uh, if memory serves me correct, this is the Joe Buck game. Which Joe Buck game? So you know Joe Buck. Fox traded Joe Buck to ESPN. Okay. He was an announcer for uh, Fox recently. Yeah. They traded him, so they have this draft ESPN and Fox do for best games, right? So w- w- their choice of what they're going to be playing. Oh, okay. So Fox had the first pick, and I believe they had they took Ohio State, Michigan. ESPN had the second and they took, I think it was Purdue and, and Penn state or whatever, or I don't know what, what, whatever one it was, but ESPN wanted Joe buck. He was going to leave after a year or two anyway for ESPN, I think, hmm. but they said, okay, well, if you give us Minnesota at Purdue or Penn state, uh, I think they, they got the first pick oh, Okay, and Minnesota and Purdue for Joe buck. What if you can't just trade a guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, this it, happens. No, it's, it's not like you know a league like the NFL where you know the Dude. teams can trade somebody. Like that would be like a competitor of mine in my corporate world coming to my company and trading for me. You um, can't uh, do that without the person saying, "Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go." Here it is. Look, March 28th. March 28th. Uh, Google search this. SportsIllustrated.com. What if the Action Network uh, tried to trade for you? Uh, yeah, they would. They need to offer a lot. All right, you a would lot. hold out like uh, freaking Eli Manning and yes. become your own worst enemy. I would. I would. All right, I can't play for certain franchises. You would go play in Canada. Uh, <laughs> Pull the old 
on LA. <laughs> Uh, look, Fox swap Joe Buck to ESPN for one Big Ten football game per report. That is on March twenty eighth, uh, SportsIllustrated.com, telling this story, and and unfortunately, it's taking forever to load. But this happened. This why happened. Was, why was Joe Buck so wanted anyway? I know. I, know, I you know what's you know what's criminal <laughs> to me. Johnson? But you know what's criminal? Like and and. Unfortunately, I don't know that I should say this because hopefully we're, we will call games at some point in, in our life, but I don't understand the budget for the announcers. They're like Tom Brady's going to be making like $35 million a year. Troy Aikman's making like $50 million a year. Kirk Herbstreet. I'm sorry, but none of them are that good. All right. Like, do I think they're all solid at their job? Sure. But we're going to watch the game. It has nothing to do with the broadcasters. I have never, I mean, maybe right. back, may, maybe like, okay, Gus Johnson, but I still don't think I pick the game because of the announcer. Of course not. I, I mean, find it, to... it absolutely fucking crazy yeah. that they shot all this money for something that really doesn't matter. Yeah. Whether it's, uh, what? I mean, if anything, I try to avoid Joe buck, <laughs> but I mean, for, for me, I, you got multiple games on, you know, I don't care who's announcing. I really don't, you know, you're on your phone. You got the, the couple TVs, your laptop, yeah, yeah. Up, you know, you're texting with your buddies. You're on Twitter. I'm not listening to the announcers every word. It's it's unbelievable. They are getting away with it's almost like the the big man in the NBA in the nineties, like the white <laughs> big men. Not even white, because I just feel Didn't like all big no men. Reason. Yeah, like yeah. Ike Austin when he was fat as shit. The Wizards gave him a ton of money. Uh Jim McElwain made like a ton of money on the Seattle Supersonics. They were just criminally like they still, in my opinion, owe the NBA everything because I mean, you're just there. Yeah. And uh, you have to be there, but anyone could be there. Dude, Chris Dudley got like a, the Blazers are like, yeah, we'll give you a hundred million. Chris Dudley, look, I get it. He was a solid rebounder and a solid defender, but the guy couldn't hit shit. He, he no, was better than Jim McElvain. I think that's that was true. the worst. That's Jim, the worst contract. Jerome Jim James, the son, the Knicks gave Jerome James a ton of money. I mean, it was a pandemic. It was a legit pandemic, <laughs> full of um, big men. Overpaid, yeah. Uh, Felton Spencer and like Ostertag. Like Ostertag cashed out or cashed in with with, with the Jazz. Yeah, Th- I kind yeah. of feel like that's what we got going yeah. here with these the announcers. Guy, who was the guy for the Bullets? Uh, big fat guy, Duckworth. 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 I don't know that he. I don't know how much he cashed in. He might have been on the early end of that. Unfortunately, if he was yeah. like four years, two or three or four years away. Cause right. he made an all-star game in Portland and he could have cashed in, man. <laughs> yeah. And he would need the money for his, his food budget. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. I remember, I want to say it was like the Hornets gave George Zedek a decent contract. You're just sitting there like, what are you doing? Like, are you watching the fucking games? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but I'm telling you, they better send the, they better, they better send the NBA Christmas card every fucking year. All right. Every year because they got a pension too. Cause you get it uh, so many years, you get the retirement. Well, Joe Buck is getting that treatment. Cause you're right. I couldn't even pick out his voice. If I I'll, heard no, it, I'll be honest. Like Joe Buck, I would not, I'd prefer that he didn't announce the game that I was watching. He's boring. Yeah. Uh, I would prefer and, that he was not announcing the game that I was watching. Now that doesn't mean I would avoid him. If, if yeah. the game is the game, I'm going to watch it, but of course, um, but I just feel like there's, I mean, when they said Tom Brady, I'm look, I'm sorry. I get it. Tom Brady's got a great career. Maybe the, you know, arguably the best quarterback ever. Right. And, but at the same time, I could give a shit about what uh, game he is announcing could care less. So very true. But now, it wasn't hey. this, the game a couple years ago that uh, yeah, Minnesota hosted late in the season against Penn state. 
And uh, they beat him, I think. Right? Yeah, they beat yeah. him 31 to 26 in a great game. But I think that had a huge impact at the time. It might have bolstered uh, Minnesota into contention. I, I think you're right. I think you're right. But I think that's yeah. what it was. They choked down the stretch because uh, they uh, coming into that game they were undefeated, and that was a huge game. And then then they lost two of their next three. But that was that was the biggest moment probably in Minnesota's hist- recent history. So maybe Penn State remembers it and wants revenge. There we go. All right. Then it bounces over to me. Guys, you know, there's a game going on that is very important and it's happening in North Carolina. Oh, I'm not talking Boston college, wake forest. This is the last time UCF will go to Greenville (laughs) and I got news for you guys. I don't know if you saw how great the fans were. Shout out to Greenville, North Carolina, and East Carolina. If you don't have a chub or if your panties aren't wet, ladies, after listening to that saxophone, I don't know what to tell you. ECU is the <laughs> sexiest team in college. They football. are. And I can tell you this, they beat UCF here. Last time they go in there, Mike Houston's got a ton of this program returning. They're heading in the right direction. They this haven't is, had much success of late against uh, those very golden Knights. Ever since that hail Mary, we were watching that game. Patty oh. C that ridiculous hail Mary that George Leary and six uh, in a row by UCF ECU hasn't won at home since 2011. True. That's what I'm saying. I think that was right around the, where that Hail Mary game, I think was 2012. Yeah. Um, they're going to get it done here as an exit. You know, they're going to say, all right, we'll see how you are. And uh, going forward, I think East Carolina, they're contenders in the AAC this year. Obviously Cincinnati's the favorite, but, but I think the number two spot is up for grabs between Houston, UCF and East Carolina. And maybe you can maybe even throw uh, SMU, SMU in there, but um, this is a huge game going on in Greenville and these fans the best in the nation. We just saw it with college baseball. That was a, a jolt college baseball needed. <laughs> Fantastic fan experience. That was fun. Uh, a lot of people tweeting saying, Horns Hey, down. This, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just absolute. That's a shame. They didn't pull it off, but um, yeah. What do UCF you guys think? Potentially in a look ahead spot hosting Cincinnati the following week. Yes. This Could is a go huge on look road, ahead spot, man. Go on the road to ECU and take an L that would fit the bill. Yes. It's going to happen. What has ECU got coming into that week? ECU hosts Memphis the following week, so at least it's a home game. But that's a tough little stretch for the old Pirates. Pirates. Green, Greenville is always a tough place to play, but I think that that other uh, American League uh, uh, AAC game that with other two teams that we just mentioned might be a little bit better this week. Really? No, I think you're we'll not get there. You're you're just not valuing East Carolina the way you should be. <laughs> Houston's got this program heading the right direction, and I think, and you know, when it's all said and done, the Big Twelve is going to regret not offering East Carolina to be a part of the Big Twelve. There you go. You oh yeah, heard it all here right. first. All right. So next up on the clock is uh, Patty C. We're jumping back to you as soon as I can find this. Uh, there we go. Uh, there is a. Better ACC or AAC game on this slate. Nope. Certainly, absolutely uh, more nope. relevant to the national standings, to the uh, New Year's Six postseason, and maybe even to the Invitational. Um, 
should Cincinnati have another immaculate season, but they have to go to Dallas and get through SMU. Not an easy job. They're going to presumably take a little step back, but they had taken a step back the year before and made the playoff. So maybe, I don't know. We're going to see what Cincinnati's got, but it's not easy to go to Dallas. SMU will not be as good as East Carolina this year. That's why, but still, yes, it is a road spot for the top team in the AAC. I get it, but the fans ain't going to be lit like Greenville. You want to see fans going bananas and that's why Greenville UCF and ECU deserves to be ahead of Cincinnati SMU, but I like this game. I disagree. I'm with Patty here. I think this game is slightly better than UCF ECU uh, because I have a lot of intrigue with, to see what Lashley does uh, with the Mustangs this year. And it's Cincinnati on the road. And I think Cincinnati is another very interesting team because we don't know what to expect from the Desmond Ritterless Bearcats. So uh, yeah, this one's got a very interesting matchup written all over it. I would love it to be like Friday night or something. Ooh, it does Cincinnati get through this stretch coming off a buy back to back road at SMU at UCF. No, UCF gets them. Miles on magic. One of them, John Rice Plumley. Um all right. Pick 14 NC Nick. Well, I got this one in my top 10 actually. It's the last one in my top 10 that hasn't been called yet. And I know overall the series is 8 and 0 all time in Texas A&M's favor and, and they won 44 to 14 last year and limited South Carolina to under 200 yards total offense, Mm. but maybe it's a little bit different at South Carolina this year. So obviously I'm talking Texas A&M out South Carolina. I don't know. It's a decent game. No, you got to play it here. I actually thought we were kind of sleeping on it a little bit. No, we're sleeping on it a little bit. We just don't know what to expect from South Carolina. If they can improve a little bit, this could be a, a, a potential, you know, tough game. That place will be lit too. That place will be lit. So it's always yeah. great to see. Uh, what do you think of this game, Patty? See A and M at like South it. Carolina. I like it. We've seen South Carolina uh, be a thorn in the side of potential title teams before, namely Georgia, about what two three years ago. Nick, did um, you say you, they have never beaten A and M? No, eight and zero all time. A and M, crazy, mm-hmm. crazy. Well, what is uh, what is uh, Spencer Rattler's uh, all time record against A and M? Have they ever played? I don't no, know if they have, yeah. I don't think they have. They have, yeah. Played. So getting my Big Twelve and SC and, and former Big Twelve, yeah, mixed, mi- up, mixed there. up there. But no, I think it's got to be played here. I think it's the be- was the best game remaining. Um, all right, uh, South Carolina coming off a bye for that game too. What do you think South Carolina will be like this year? Um, I mean, how do they? Didn't they finish last year kind of stronger? They ended up going seven and six on the year, but their last uh, five games were. Uh, or the last seven games were four and three. So. Mm, mm. Well, um, that includes a win over Auburn the week before Auburn almost beat Bama. And so I think, I think they had gotten better and I expect with Spencer Rattler in the mix them to be a, a, a potential spoiler. They're not going to win more than seven games though. Probably not, but they could be spoiler. Yeah, yeah. probably not. Um, all right. Well, Pick 15 for your boy, pick Dundee. And I'm taking you to an off the beaten path. I think most people say, what are you doing, Colby? But this game's the past three matchups have been fantastic. Low key Washington at Mm -hmm. California. 
Uh, these games have been fun. The past, look, so last year went to overtime. Washington won by seven in overtime, right? That was in Seattle. They played in 2019. Cal won in Seattle again, 20 to 19, right? They played in 2018. Cal won in Berkeley, 12 to 10. <laughs> these have been close games, folks. Lighting up the scoreboard. Yes. So give me, uh, give me a little uh, Wilcox against DeBauer for the first matchup. Uh, Washington at Cal in Berkeley. Let's drop acid together. Come on now. Uh, what do you guys make of this? Get and P- Patty C. What do you think of it? Ah, uh, I like it. I mean, I guess it's about where it should be in this uh, order here. Anytime you got to admire the Pac-12 because what you're seeing is flagship football for the most part. Either that or you know the second second. Hippie Olympics. What would that be? Doesn't matter who wins because they're all losers. <laughs> That's a great line. I mean, yeah. Let's be honest. Ne- neither of these teams has quite lived up to our high. But these games have been fire, man. The past three games have been fucking really entertaining football yeah. games, man. So well, this could be the game that boosts one to a good season and. Drops one to a mediocre season, so I kind of think that's what it will be. So yeah, I think both teams there. will be bowl teams this year too. Nick, what, what do you make of this one? Yeah, I think Wilcox has kind of had their number. I think you know a lot of those years Washington was by far the you know the team that was supposed to be a lot better, and uh, Cal was winning or sticking there right with them. Uh, I, I want to see Jack Plummer, you know, see what he can do out out west this year as a quarterback for Cal, but. You know, maybe those last three or four games were really great games. I don't think I watched any of them. Well, that's because your time zone and the fact you have a family, so you don't subscribe to some of these Pac-12 matchups that happen late at night, but doesn't mean they're on a great football game, NC Nick. True, but I'm probably not going to watch this one either, to be honest with you. Well, it's once again, it's probably going to be on. I mean, you never know. Maybe uh, you know the time for this has not been announced yet. This is going to be that definitely Pac-12 after dark. They're not going to play this. Yeah, you're probably right. So. Uh, all right. So, what percentage of the slate is Pac-12 after dark uh, of the Pac-12 slate? They normally do like. Well, most. one year they tried like 9 a.m. kickoffs. It's yeah. Fucking the dumbest. <laughs> Larry Scott is the dumbest <laughs> fucking person this side of the Mississippi. <laughs> because, I mean, they were already having attendance problems as as it was at like UCLA and some of these other institutions, and it's like no. And look, I get it. If I, I if I love Washington or Washington State, I don't even know that I want to get up, especially if I'm a 22 year old or a 20 year old. You well, go out on Friday night, you're going to be up at nine in the the nine in the morning is when the game kicks. Well, in college, I, yeah. I assume you just stay up. That's true. You need a lot of cocaine. Um, <laughs> but but I want to no say spears, I no want to say he even tried an 8 a.m. kickoff for UCLA. I thought Cal played at UCLA one time and it was 8 a.m. that it kicked off. I'm That's ridiculous. It's a horrible idea. That is the dumbest shit. I get it. You're at a disadvantage because, you know, it seems like, you know, college game day and everything goes by the East Coast, but you still no. don't do that. Yeah. All right? I remember uh, Stanford traveling to Northwestern uh, early uh, for like a 10, 10 a.m. Central kickoff. Yeah. Or what it was ba- essentially a 9 a.m. Uh, West Coast kickoff. It's like, dude, you're going on a half, the, halfway across the country to play at 9 a.m. your time. You're asking to lose, and they did. They were they got destroyed by a mediocre Northwestern team, and then they won like the rest of their games. Yeah, I remember that. They were <laughs> yeah. like eleven and one or ten and two. Well, that that's year. exactly yeah. why I said Liberty should schedule that BYU game at noon because yeah. that is an advantage for people coming out east. But I do remember Cal, the Golden Bears. I think Wilcox might have been his first year. They went to North Carolina, and, and North Carolina did that shit to him. 
but Cal gave him an L. There it is. An L. Uh, all right. Uh, that means Patty C you are on the clock, my friend. And uh, here we go. All righty then I am going to take us back into the great state of North Carolina where a potential Atlantic ACC Atlantic matchup uh, awaits here where Boston college who almost as Colby mentioned, undefeated with Phil Jerkovic undefeated as a with starting quarterback, Phil Jerkovic um, and coming off a bye is wake forest hosting the screaming Eagles. Uh, a big game, especially if Wake's able to get Clemson at home a couple weeks earlier. This could potentially make or break Wake Forest's ACC Atlantic title. Um, Boston College, one of the few teams that has a decent shot of dethroning them or at least hurting their chances. Do we think that Wake Forest could win the co- could win the ACC this year? I mean, they return they return a ton. Do you think that Wake Forest could win the ACC this year, Nick? Uh, sure, potentially. Um, so know, this game's huge then. Both coming a off game. a bye. Both teams coming off a bye for this game. Yeah, mm. uh, yeah, big game. And I mean, Jerkovic played in this game last year. Uh, this game was was an ugly, ugly game. It was the last game of the year. Uh, he came Wake off Forest. the bench though. Okay, he went three of eleven yeah. for nineteen yards and two interceptions. Should have stayed on the bench, but obviously <laughs> well, he wasn't. He wasn't healthy. I think yeah. you know, with him returning now, healthy, getting the off season under his belt and everything, I think BC is going to be good this year. I expect them to to go over their six and a half uh, Vegas uh, over under line. So uh, yeah, it's a fun one. And I mean, g- going to Wake Forest is not is never like there's a great you know home field environment there. It's not a tough place to play at. So I think this has upset potential. Wake Forest uh, better be on their toes. Hey, um, how, how I agree um, upset. Cause wake force just isn't that, that much more talented than the likes of Boston college. If they are at two, all. two quarterbacks that could be among the best in college football this year. Very true. Harbin and Djurkovic. Um, How about wake Forest? You mentioned, you wanted to know if you thought we, they could win the ACC this year. They only lost to North Carolina by three in a non-conference game. They, so they, they blew like a 21 point lead in the third, like late third in that game. They should have yeah. won that game. Other than that, uh, a loss at Clemson, a tough place to play. And at Clemson always gives them problems. But after that uh, beautiful two loss, regular season, they were rewarded with a five and seven Rutgers uh, team in the bowls. Uh, don't we think the bowl system is, is something That's we need to protect? Sham. Yeah. Such a <laughs> fucking sham. <laughs> and I know Rutgers got added late, but still it's a sham. Anyway, it's a sham. No bowl <laughs> game. Fuck them all. So Speaking of Rutgers, that's also BC's uh, team. They opened this season with. Very that's nice. actually an interesting matchup. I mean, uh, Shiano against Halfley, two up and coming coaches, or I don't know if Shiano's still up and coming. He's proved himself, but both programs trying to rise up. Northeastern flavor, good stuff. Uh, all right, NC Nick. You guys are gonna love me. I think my my next like three or four games in order, all ACC matchups. <laughs> So <laughs> get ready, buckle up. Uh, this one, uh, Patty alluded to it earlier. It is a weekday game. If it was on Don't high noon, to us. if it was noon on a Saturday, nobody would really care, but this is Thursday night. So why not? Why not watch a Heisman hopeful, like quarterback Brennan Armstrong play the yellow jackets on the road. I'm talking UVA at Georgia tech. Ah, uh, 
tough sell. I think Troy South Alabama is a little more appealing to me. Overall, this overall series 21, 21, and 1. All right, Ooh. now you're making a point. But and the average margin of victory over the last four games, five points. All right, you sold me on this one, even though, geez, if I mean, they gave us. The, I'm almost mad that they put this on on a weekday spot. It's either this or like Titans Jaguars. What are you going to watch? Uh, Troy, Troy, South Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I'll say this as a UVA fan, while I wasn't really aware of this, I was, I was quickly on UVA shortly after this game in 1990, where Georgia tech cost UVA their only number one ranking of all times mm. on a last second field goal. So I feel like UVA fans have always had a little bit of hatred for Georgia tech in their hearts. So let's rekindle that on a weeknight. I yeah. I mean, ACC, ACC. <laughs> I actually thought there was a better ACC game out there, but you're going with the one on Thursday night. I, I, I understand that argument, but that game, Hey, Brandon Armstrong. Okay. <laughs> I don't know something about Georgia tech. I would say more so than any program in the, in the country right now, power five wise. I think Georgia Tech's the most boringest team in, in college football. <laughs> I can't argue with that. They're, they're, I think they're I'd rather watch Duke because you have Elko at least. You've made a transition. Yeah. Um, Kansas has Leopold. I'm, I'm, I'm much more intrigued to see what happens there. Even Illinois Vanderbilt. with Vanderbilt's pretty fun. Yeah, boring. it's Vanderbilt or Georgia Tech. I think is the two most boringest Power Five teams in the land right now. Agreed. How Georgia Tech, being in Atlanta, hasn't figured it out with the uniforms. You know, they were figuring out with Paul Johnson, two orange bulls. That's true. And they had figured out all throughout the 20th century with, I feel like in the Bobby 19- Ross 50s won a national 60s. championship. There with you go. 1990. Not that long ago. Dorsey Levins, William bell, Megatron. They've had some players. Yeah. They got to get it figured out anyway. Uh, yeah, I guess you played it. All right. I, I can't give you too much of a hard time. Let's go. Well, folks, these fucking games suck. Um, Jeez. Um, this is the college experience. I'm taking you. We're, st- we're staying in the ACC. We're staying in the ACC. I'm taking you to uh, the shack. If you want a All bunch right? of average games, ACC's got it. Yeah, the sh- I'm taking you to the shack. Pittsburgh Narduzzi against Satterfield. This is better than Virginia at Georgia Tech, uh, even though, ah, man, I mean, both these teams are gonna go bowling. I was about to say that, but I don't fucking know. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise. I think Pitt does. I think Pitt definitely does, and Louisville probably gets to six and six. <laughs> <laughs> so give me Pittsburgh at Louisville and a barn burner at the Shack. Shop to you drop. Could be a lot of offense, and I mean, you're right. If these two games are like on this at the same time, then I would go this one over. Uh, UVA, Georgia Tech, but they're not just want to be buried on a you know noon or a three thirty you know slate or a time slot uh, on Saturday. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's the best game out there left right now. I, I try to make a point for like Kansas State, and I still think that's not as good as this game. So uh, I think it's the best game available. Um, all I, right, what's that? I like it. Uh, Malik Cunningham could uh, could he be a factor here? Will Pittsburgh uh, Keaton Slovis against Cunningham? Yeah, we got yeah, some that's a good pretty good quarterback. Dude, the ACC's, ACC's got quarterbacks. They this are year. they are loaded up on some quarterbacks. 
Um, so I think it's the best game available, but I want to tell folks out there that the college football experience is brought to you by manscaped gentlemen, father's days around the corner. And our friends at manscaped are here to ensure that all father figures out there are looking daddy material this June. That is because manscapes performance package 4.0 is available. And that thing includes their signature lawnmower 4.0. And it's the perfect bundle to tackle any and all old man hair from head to toe. I mean, this right here is no dad joke. People treat him and yourself to, and join the uh, 4 million worldwide men. Uh, I'm sorry, 4 million men worldwide who, who trust manscape with this exclusive offer, get 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code SGP at manscape.com. Trust me. His dad bod will thank you. I mean, you can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code SGP at manscape.com. I mean, that's pretty darn impressive right there. You get the free shipping, use that promo code SGP shake. What your mama gave you. No, 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 no. It's a shake. What your daddy gave you people. We're also brought to you by athletic greens and their AG one supplement. You're probably wondering Colby, what the hell is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG one, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day. Right. This special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, and your aging, all of those things. And it costs less than $3 a day. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Once again, that is athleticgreens.com slash SGP. It's hot as shit in the studio, isn't it? It is. God damn it. I feel like I'm in a fucking, I feel like I'm working for Phil Knight. I'm in a sweatshop in fucking (laughs) Cambodia right now. Jesus. I look like look at me online. Go follow our YouTube page. It looks like I'm fucking diffusing a bomb. I just have, I look like Patrick Ewing in fucking the the third quarter of a playoff game. Dude, I'm putting I'm putting God a fan under it. this desk because my balls Jesus. are cooking. Just I feel pretty good out here, guys. over here. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, granted, my internet sucks, but at least the air conditioner works. <laughs> just absolute. Uh, what's what? What did I do? Are they trying to send me a message? <laughs> right. Um, all right. Uh, next up on the, uh, on the, the, the last show of my life, um, let's go over to a Patty C back on the clock. Oh yeah. Well, I'm surprised and I'm pretty sure I'm going to steal someone's thunder here and particularly Colby's, but so be it. We're going to the mountain West. Yes. We're going to Laramie, Wyoming. Oh, the quarterback exchange. <laughs> you guys know about this? Levi oh, Williams, that's right? the transfers, Levi Williams, quarterback of Wyoming said, you know what? Fuck you. Craig Baum going down to Logan scattered ass going all through the town. And then Andrew Peasley or Presley Peasley. I can't remember. He uh, said, you know what? I'm transferring out. I'm going to Wyoming. Oh man, that's that's great. <laughs> when was the last time that happened? Yeah, it's a very fun encounter they got going there. And uh, last year, Wyoming could not complete a forward pass, so <laughs> they needed to shake something up with that passing game. Definitely, Craig <laughs> Bull would pro- is probably okay with that. You remember his, some he he won some natties at North Dakota State with like four passes a game. Um, <laughs> Utah State at Wyoming. Fuck, we should go to this one. This game's probably cooler than like eighty percent of the games we've played. I'm trying to look up how far Laramie is from. Uh, oh, it's a good six-hour drive. It's not from that. Logan. Damn, from Logan. Yeah, I, I thought it was sh- less than that. Wyoming's like a big-ass state, even though uh, those Lar- are some big states there. Yeah. Um, all that said, they're probably two of the closer teams to each other. 
Uh, there's a semi semi regional flavor to this game. Certainly mountain flavor. Did Utah state whoop their ass last year? The score in that game was, what was that? Utah state won 44 to no, uh, Wyoming, got Wyoming them, right? won at Utah state That's 44 to 17. Dude, Blake Anderson's team's kind of a finesse team. Craig Bowles will punch you in your fucking throat. Dude. So like, <laughs> I Utah. enjoy it. I enjoy watching Craig Bowl. You can make fun of the no passing, but you better be ready to play some football. Craig Bowl, former played under Tom Osborne at Nebraska, and and they do not mess around, man. They bring it to you, punch you in the face. Yeah. Football. They they did that to him last year. Uh, why I mean, Utah State was the Mountain West champs, but that is a terrible loss. Blake Anderson was sitting there saying after the game. What the fuck did I do wrong? <laughs> uh, Nick, what do you make of this one? We should go to this. Uh, one. It, it's a it's a fun game. You could sign me up for that because it, it would be a nice time to go uh, to layer me up in Wyoming. So uh, okay, yeah, let's do it, man. Why not? Yeah, man. Utah State of Wyoming, definitely, dude. This is better. Than, I would rather go to this game than like eighty percent of the games we played. How is Laramie? Is Laramie pretty nice? I haven't been. That's why me I want to go. But still. I just feel like these are two little mountain teams going at it. I enjoy it. I think this game will probably be better than actually like from a viewing standpoint, it'll probably be better oh, than like 80% looks of the beautiful. games. Yeah, Holy Laramie. Shit. Laramie looks incredible, dude. We yeah. got to get up there. We got to get up there for a game. Uh Nick, but what do you think? This is going to be a good matchup, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, Wyoming was a little disappointing last year. I was expecting better. I I think I went with the over and I think it was a pretty high number too. I think it was like over eight or something. You know, the problem though, man, when they, when you play that style of football, it, it it keeps you in, it makes like even the teams you should beat your margin of errors. Yeah. Yeah. And especially when you have a long chair basketball. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You Um, you might just go ahead and lose the Navy or something, you know, (laughs) Or, or, or Maine or UMBC. Oh, no. you went there. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> or you might just win the national championship. You could do that too. There we go. We got there his jam you hat on. All right. Just cherishing yeah, the days yeah, of yeah. Steve Hood. Well, we did beat UVA the last time we played him in basketball. That's true. So. Uh yeah, this looks like a Bob Ross painting up in uh, Laramie. Um, uh, we we should, should we just move there? Just move all of SGP in there. Just sit up it. in the mountains. Love it. No smoking fucking, smoking blunts and yeah. watching uh, Wyoming football. There you go. I, It'd I'm probably in. be cooler. Your balls wouldn't sweat as much. That's, that's <laughs> true. Gosh, man, it's, it's a sweatshop here. You guys don't even come. I'm in the south here. Okay, this is humid. A humid ass summer. You guys, what's what's it going to be like? Seventy-eight there tomorrow or something. Come on, <laughs> yeah, we're we're LA sissies now. Uh, did you uh, did you ha- try what do they do with the peanuts? They deep fry those things, right? In North Carolina, I feel like in boiled. the south. south. I feel boiled like peanuts. boiled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean. Not not deep fried. Boiled Whatever. peanuts. How They're are good. those things? Like, they good. I like them. All right. Yeah. They're tasty. Nick's a, Nick's a down south uh, fucking. <laughs> Look, I go down to New Orleans. I, I get I get drunk in New Orleans. I'm eating frog legs and all that shit. It's great. <laughs> Pig's great. feet, all that shit. All that stuff's delicious. All right, right. what the fuck are we talking about? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Is look. It, am I up? I, yeah, but before we get there, I want to tell people that this is when we have to jump to part two of the episode. So, five second pause. <laughs> 